Well, praise the Lord this morning for his presence. He is with us and in us. And the message this morning that we are speaking about is spiritual blessings for God's people. And Ellen read from the Living Bible, the paraphrase, so you may find different uh, references in your Bible as you follow along. But our key verse for this morning is how we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every blessing in heaven because we belong to Christ. And the NLV calls it spiritual blessings. So we're going to look at these spiritual blessings this morning. Let's contrast the distinction between temporary blessings and spiritual blessings. We have some temporary blessings uh, on the screen here for us to look at. We have our homes that we live in, money to spend, transportation, recreation, and God intended for us to have all these good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from God above. And so he intended us to have homes to live in, money to spend, employment, able to get around places, and intended for us to have pleasure. But, temporary blessings pass away. They're just that, they're temporary. They do not last, they lose their value, and we leave them all behind when we leave this world. As contrasted with the spiritual blessings. Now, a spiritual blessing is just this. Like a temporary blessing, we earn it. We work for it. But a spiritual blessing cannot be earned. A spiritual blessing is a gift of God's divine faith. And it comes out of God the Father, the source is out of God's overflowing kindness, his wonderful kindness. So let us observe how God, who looks down upon his people, upon those who have given themselves to him, upon these ones all over the world, out of his overflowing wonderful kindness, he gives us the divine favor of these spiritual blessings. And these blessings are eternal. And they don't lose their value. So let's look at three of these this morning. Uh, three of the blessings that are given here in the first chapter of Ephesians. First of all, a secure place. Secondly, his consistent presence. And thirdly, his great power. So let's look at our secure places. This blessing comes from this verse, we belong to his dearly beloved son. Now security is a great need of humanity. In fact, it's one of the primary needs of individuals. To have security. To feel safe. To feel loved. To feel like we belong. And so God has in his great plan made a way for people to feel loved, to feel like they belong, to feel safe, to feel secure. And he's done this through the sending of Jesus Christ, his only son, to this earth. Now, David the psalmist talked about this same place. He called it a hiding place, a refuge, a high tower. And also, 
He talks about being covered with the wings of the Lord. And then Jesus spoke of this secure place. He said that if we listen to his sayings and build our life upon them, we would be like the person who built their house on a rock. And when the storms came, and the floods came, and the winds blew, we would still stand because we are solidly placed on the rock Christ Jesus. A secure place, a certain place, a safe place where we belong. And then Jesus also talked about him belonging to the Father. He talked in John 17 about he was in the Father and the Father was in him. And they had this relationship where he was hidden in the Father, the Father was hidden in him, and they were secure together. And that he would continue to pray that this would be for his disciples a secure place. Now Paul tells us how this secure place comes into being. He talks about us in chapter 1 and 2 of being redeemed or purchased by the blood of Christ. Then he talks us about being forgiven of our sins and then adopted into his family with all the privileges of the family. And then he talks about a wonderful thought sitting together with him in heavenly places. Now, I really got blessed when I read this one. We're sitting together with him. We don't have to wait until Jesus comes back to this earth. We right now are sitting together with him in heavenly places. So let's picture a big table. It's a huge table. And Jesus is the one at the head of this table. And everyone is sitting together with him who loves him and serves him around this table. And notice this, in the sitting in heavenly places, no one is on a higher rung than the others. I like that. Because we hear people say, well, I'm not as spiritual as she is. And I, I'm not as, uh, as you know, spiritual or close to God as she is. And I've always maintained that the reason Jesus called John the beloved is because John chose to be close to Jesus. Close. Not because Jesus favored John. So remember, we're all sitting together with him right now in heaven places. And then he goes on to say that we're covered with his love. And you picture a parent covering their child with this blanket when they're putting them to bed or in the bathroom and that. How the child feels so secure, so safe, is they're covered with this blanket that the parent is put on. And I want you to visualize this. God covering you with his love. He wants you to be secure and claim your security this morning in Jesus Christ. The second one is his consistent presence. This is a great spiritual blessing to highlight in this passage. It says his presence within us is God's guarantee that he will really give us all that he has promised. Now, I want us to think about this presence. And I know it's something, and you've all probably thought this before, but I have. In the, before Christ went back to the Father, we always speak of God being with his people. With them. He was with Joseph when Joseph was put in prison. 
when Joseph is sold by his brothers, when he's put in the pit, sold to the Midianites, taken into a prison and falsely accused. We read these words in Exodus or Genesis. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. Then we notice when the children of Israel were passing through the wilderness, the presence of God was with them. He led them as a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. That's always speaking of God being with them. Even when Jesus was here on earth and talked to his disciples, he said in John's Gospel 15, I am with you, but I will be in you. And so the blessing, the spiritual blessing of the church, since Christ ascended to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit, is that now God is in us. Or if you like to say within us, so he's with and in. We don't have to plead for God to be with us as his followers. We don't have to plead for him, please be with me. Because he's within us. He's here within his people. So we want to rejoice at that. Now, notice God's presence is not dependent on circumstances. I'm very thankful for that. In sorrow, in suffering, in pain, in the good times, God's presence is still with us and in us. His presence is not dependent on our emotions, whether we feel exhilarated or whether we feel bad. And sometimes, you know, I think we gauge, you know, I'm, I'm always interested to know that I felt God in the service. We, we all say that, most of us. I felt God's presence. And, and I want to say, okay, Father, what was the main feeling? Was it because we liked the song that was being sung? Or was it the prayer time? Or, and there's nothing wrong with that. People saying they sense God's presence. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a danger of measuring God's presence by our feelings, by our emotions, how we feel when we're singing, how we feel when we hear the sermon, how we feel when we're praying. It's not dependent on our emotions. Now, a real physically healthy person doesn't take their vitals every morning. Only people who are ill have their vitals taken every morning. And we as God's people need to claim his spiritual blessing of his presence within us and not every morning, even our thoughts, wondering, is God with me? I feel down. I don't feel the same as yesterday. His presence is dependent upon his promise. And he said in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. For praise the Lord, that we have this consistent presence. And then the next one is his great power. I pray that you begin to understand how incredibly great is his power to help. Notice the key word help. Help those who believe in him. And we think of the word power, I think of 
the wind mills creating power, the big turbines and hydroelectric plants, all the power that is generated to keep us warm, to give us light, all that. But this is an incredible power. It's incomparable to all other powers. This is the same power that God used to create the world, that used to breathe into us the breath of not a breath of life when we became living people. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and lifted him back to the Father for his ascension. The same power that will bring him back to this world when he comes for his church. This is the power that Paul is talking about. Now, in the Old Testament, there were particular people who experienced this power. Notice again, as, as we had the presence of God was with us, now he's in us. In those days, only certain people were able to receive this power. The Holy Spirit, power of God, was only available to certain individuals. Gideon, the judge. Samson, the strong man. Deborah, the prophetess. All these. And then in the New Testament, Jesus, John the Baptist, had the power upon them. But on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on that 120 people in the upper room, at that moment, the power of God became available to everyone who comes to faith in Jesus Christ and begins to live by it. Amen. And the particular context is, it is to help us. It's a particular power, but there is a power to witness. That, that was Jesus said, you receive power and become witnesses, yes. But there's different ways of being a witness, and sometimes it's living out our life. Sometimes it's not what we say, but how we live. It's not always how we testify, but how we live out our faith. And this is a particular word of power to help us, sustain us, strengthen us, support us, Gird us up in a time of trial and testing and temptation. So thank God that this power is now available to all of us. So let's just think this morning in closing. I just want us to bring this up and I just want you to ponder this statement right now. I'm going to let you just read it if you can read it. If not, I will read it. As one who belongs to Christ, rejoice. Praise God, because you have a secure place. You have his constant presence, and you have his great power. So if you don't belong to Christ this morning, this would be a good day to put your faith and trust in him and begin to be secure in him have his conscience present in you and have his power within you to enable you to live. Father, we thank you this morning that in these days 
as your people, we can rejoice and we can praise you because you have brought us into your family to make us feel loved, safe, secure. And that we have your consistent presence with us regardless of our circumstances, our emotions. And we thank you too, Lord, that we don't have to depend on signs because when Elijah saw God pass by, there was a great wind, but God was not in the wind. There was a great earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. And there was a fire, but God was not in the fire. Then came the still small voice. Thank you, Lord, for being secure for your presence within us and your power to enable us. In Christ's name, amen. Worship King will come.